as we continue the story unfolding in northern Manitoba, find out what a barroom brawler, a wealthy cattle rancher, and the son of a slave all have in common. Church planter missionary types can often tend towards the loner, the self-starter, and can struggle more with building teams and gathering others. But William Henry Prince, who we met last week, was not only a great evangelist, ever in search of new horizons, but he also raised up an A-level team to carry on the work of equipping and shepherding the communities he started. This week, we'll actually get to hear first-hand accounts from a couple of these pastors who others could have and might have overlooked. I'm your host, Jody Sparker, grateful to be recording here on the unceded territory of the Squamish, Musqueam, and Tsleil-Waututh, where I live as an uninvited guest. And this is Remembering Indigenous Teachers of the Jesus Way. We are just over halfway through this series and would love to hear your feedback. Write us a note on the website at www.redclover.ca. Now, let's get to the story for this week. So, what do a barroom brawler, a wealthy cattle rancher, and the son of a slave have in common? Well, in this case, they all came to faith in Jesus through the ministry of William Henry Prince. And they would all become pastors of the northern churches that Prince had planted around Lake Winnipeg and Lake Manitoba. John Sanderson was one of these men, and the one about whom we know the most. Sanderson was born on the shores of Slave Lake, Alberta. His father was Scottish and a fur trader who worked for the Hudson's Bay Company. His mother was Cree. And... She had been captured as a slave by the Hudson Bay traders who had a habit of rounding up women once they had chosen a campsite from which they would work for a time. John grew up speaking Machif, the trading language that dominated the trade routes across Western Canada. He was later sent to learn English in a school in southern Manitoba when he was a boy. And in that place, in those schools, He gained a reputation as a fighter. He was good with his hands in other ways as well and worked as a logger, a steamboat man, and a builder. Here's John's story of how he came to faith in his own words. I used to be in the bar taking my whiskey. That's how I spent my money in those days. I didn't talk much, but if a row came up, I would use this he said, holding up his right fist. Indians and white men were scared of me. I'm telling you the whole thing to show what I I was, but what I am no longer. And one night I was walking through the reserve and I heard an Indian woman singing a hymn. Jesus. 
thought, I'm not working for Jesus. If he comes, I wouldn't go with him. I became troubled. I began to read my Bible very thoroughly, but there was no spiritual light in me, so I couldn't understand. I heard that Brother Prince was coming to Fairford. I'd heard other preachers, but it had not amounted to much in my soul before. When the night came that I heard Mr. Prince, I was a bit enlightened, but but not all satisfied, and and my soul, well, it was it was still hungry. He went on to the next reserve, and I went back home seven miles on foot. I was keeping store for a man, and I couldn't get away just when I liked. On Sunday, I ran twenty miles to hear Brother Prince again. I don't know how I got home. The time seemed very short. I couldn't sleep, and so I I took my book in the morning before anyone was up, and I ran 20 miles again to hear him that night. After that meeting, I was like a man that had been put on a track and shown how to follow that track. My Savior has been my guide and captain, and I am more anxious to do the will of God than the will of my Master." How powerful is God to make me a child of God? I feel in my heart to bring others and to help them to become children of God also. Sanderson would labor both as a builder of the kingdom and as a builder of houses, including building three of the churches and parsonages uh, connected with those churches around the Lake Winnipeg and Lake Manitoba missions. He labored as a pastor in these congregations without remuneration, paying himself with his carpentry work. And all but one of those church buildings was paid for out of Sanderson's own pocket as he supplied both labor and supplies in the building. After three years as a lay minister, his gifts and calling were recognized by the Reverend Clark, who called him to First Church in Winnipeg, where he was examined for ordination. And in 1897, First Church Winnipeg was filled to the brim at the celebration of the ordination of John Sanderson. It was remarked that he was gifted both in his knowledge and in the evidence of the Spirit in his life and his teachings. Others on Prince's teaching and pastoral team were John Passage and Albert Daffy. We know little of Passage except for that he was a gifted preacher and orator. Wherever he would speak, he would gather a crowd. We know also a bit about Mr. Albert Daffy. Daffy is noted to have been illiterate 
when he was converted, but his desire was so deep to communicate the word of God with clarity to his people that he learned to read both English and Cree in order to be able to translate from the English Bible into Cree and so that they could then have an understanding in their heart language of the ministry and message of the good news of Jesus. Now, another thing that's remarkable about Daffy is like Sanderson, he also financed his own ministry, taking over um, a variety of charges from Reverend Prince. He had been a trapper and a cattle rancher, but because he could no longer go out trapping due to his responsibilities for preaching and visiting and praying for his congregation, uh, he began to sell off his cattle herd one at a time in order to uh, support himself until all of his herd was gone. Someone told him that the people of Winnipeg would have left him to starve and that he shouldn't have sacrificed his cattle for this purpose. And he said, I am not working for the people of Winnipeg. They don't know what I'm doing. I'm working for the Lord, and he deserves all that I have. That's all we have for this week, friends. Join us next week as we near the end of this series in an episode called Jesus Just Might Live Along With All My Sins in Fisher Bay, Manitoba. Hopefully, you recognize those as the lyrics of William Prince. Is he related to Reverend Prince? Tune in next week.